0: This week, I want to talk about two areas to focus on that will help you feel better about life, about your life. (laughs) These won't erase the hard things you've got going on. No, absolutely not. That's just part of life. But if you work at these two things, you're going to enjoy your life more and feel more resilient in your day-to-day situations and dramas and whatnot. Hello beautiful friend and thank you for joining me on The Missing Ingredient with Gwen. I'm your host, Gwen. I'm a certified functional medicine, health and life coach and I'm deeply committed to helping women prioritize their health and themselves so they feel healthy, energetic and empowered in life. Because so many of us are pouring from an empty cup, running on fumes and feeling like I don't know, bloated, uncomfortable, and just hot garbage. And it's just not meant to be that way. It's just not normal to live like that, even though that's how it seems these days. Like it's normal and ignoring it is what leads to bigger issues. All right. Jeez, I am coming at you out of the gates today. Okay, let's get to the business of feeling happier and better about life, no matter what we've got going on. It's part mindset work and part action. So that's fun. And please, of course, we all know that there's many ways to work on improving our life. Today, we're talking about two great things to include, especially If you've been feeling beaten down by the last few years and like you could use a little bit of a reset, all right? (laughs) We want to be focusing on two things to help us feel more peaceful, joyful, and empowered. And they are the little things and the challenging things. And of course, eating to support our gut health. But we're not talking about that today. (laughs) Okay, so let's unpack these two things. Because one of them is obvious, and the other one maybe didn't seem as connected to happiness and joy for you. All right, let's go. First of all, we want to focus, of course, on the little things, because this creates a sense of peace and gratitude and goodness. These are things like how the clouds filtered across the sun, and how your kids woke up and wanted to give you a hug this morning. Oh, morning squeezes, so special. How your body feels after your run or that first delicious sip of hot coffee. You know, the little things that easily get lost in all the shitty things. <laughs> now, for those of you who know me, you'll know that I've used a simple gratitude practice to change my life. Legit. I know that sounds super dramatic, but it is the truth. When I first became a mom, I felt Like I'd been exposed to this, like, astounding amount of love. And also, I felt this slow crushing of my identity and soul. (laughs) How's that for drama? But listen, I mean it. And don't get excited. I love my babies. Even, Even when they've been home for weeks with all the outrageous demands of a child with a sore throat. I will tell you what, I have never made so many snacks that nobody eats. And yet, still I love them. (laughs) I've talked about it a lot here before, but at that point, it was really tough for me. And at that time, in my sort of mad research, I came across Brené Brown's work and Sean Atcher's work. Two fantastic human beings. And what I took from them in that season was happy and more content people all practice some form of gratitude. Like that is all I learned at that time. So I did. It felt, I mean, I learned a lot, but it felt like something that I could actively do in in amongst like not having any sleep and adjusting to being a new mom. So I started practicing. And I practiced religiously for over 10 years now. (laughs) But what I realized after not too long was that I wasn't really getting all that far with my sort of gratitude practice, but I was not going to let it slide because it was my lifeline back then for real. What I was doing in the beginning was what most people do. I was writing down three things I was grateful for. Big important things like my health, my baby and my husband, and their health, my house, living in a safe place, having food, water, friends. And that was kind of on repeat for like five months. And it was, you know, (laughs) getting a little stale. So here's the thing I've learned. To practice gratitude, well, obviously there's no right or wrong way, but There's a way to do it that I found has a deeper impact on our daily lives. So first up, the goal with gratitude is to actually feel grateful in your physical body and in your emotional self. We do that by really thinking about how we feel or felt in a moment of gratitude. What were the sensations? What were the emotions? What came up for you? We can create or recreate our feelings and emotional state by thinking about events, right? That's pretty amazing, okay? (laughs) The power of our thoughts is off the charts and something we give very little weight to. To get more comfortable with this, try noticing when you're in a moment that you naturally feel grateful. And know that as you practice, you will experience more and more of these. So you'll get comfortable with them. You'll recognize it right away. But in the beginning, pay attention to your response. How does it feel? What sensations do you experience? Later, when you're journaling, recreate the feeling by thinking about the event and the feelings you felt in the moment. Does that make sense? It often feels like warmth in our body or or an openness in our heart space, or a flooding of goodness through your body or brain. But it might be something totally different for you, and that is fantastic. The important thing is to start to create a relationship with what those nuances are. The next part of using your gratitude practice as a tool is we want to start training our brain to notice magic in the most simple of moments. What happened today that was so simple and basic but felt like love and joy and happiness and peace and beauty and calm and all of the most simple things? When we start forcing ourselves to stop and notice a leaf falling from a tree and really pay attention to its beautiful dance to the ground, its final act of flight and sky-filled life, We will start to see and notice and live in a world full of magic and beauty. These are the simple things we want to be paying attention to. We want to be noticing them all the time. These things shape our life more than we can even imagine. Focus on them and let your world be filled with magic of daily life, of basic life. And I know. There's probably part of your brain that's mentioning how silly and basic and unuseful this idea is. It is not, okay? This is legit. I challenge your beautiful brain to commit to this for like three to six months and then come and talk to me if it doesn't work, all right? Good. Get to work. (laughs) Next up, we really want to be focusing on the challenging things because believe it or not, These are the things that really supercharge our life. I talk about this all the time in different ways because basically we somehow grow up thinking that our life will be easy and then we freak the fuck out when it's not. It's not the example most of us grew up with, like nobody's childhood or life was some kind of dream cakewalk, but for some reason we think our life is going to be different. It's all going to work out and we cross all our fingers and all our toes in hopes that we don't get derailed or dealt hard things. But babe, life is hard. At least 50% of the time, our life is going to be challenging and that's okay. I'm a huge fan of this podcast called Creative Pep Talk with Andy J. Pizza, who is fantastic. And if you're a creative in any capacity, you got to check it out. A long time ago, he tells the story or he told the story of his dad who would say to him as a kid, life is hard, but hard isn't bad or something like that. I might not be getting that quite right, but it's something like that. Something along those lines. Life is hard, but hard isn't bad. When I heard that, I immediately wrote it down and then proceeded to think about it for like the next forever. Why did I think hard was bad? Why the hell did I think life should be easy? Where did that come from? Also, who gets to decide what har- what's hard and what isn't? What's bad and what isn't? Why did I live my life thinking that hard was bad and should be avoided at all costs? What the heck, man? I legit hid inside of the fear of hard, bad things forever. (laughs) I had been, been avoiding living my life because I avoided hard things because I thought hard things were bad. How freaking silly is that? Ugh, (laughs) Because the truth is, and this is truly the truth, almost everything good happens after some kind of challenge, after some hard shit. The confusion comes into play around the idea that it shouldn't be hard. That if it's hard, we shouldn't do it. That we should give up. That we can't do hard things. That hard things should be avoided instead of explored with a bit of courage and curiosity. Okay. All right. Seriously. I'm not saying that I love all the hard things in my life. They actually really suck. They're like hard. (laughs) Okay. But if I'm in the right headspace and mindset, I can step back just slightly and be open to the possibility that I'm right where I should be. And I know you might be thinking, that's great for you, Gwen. Your life is clearly fantastic. You don't know what hard is. And I feel you. I can acknowledge fully that as a white female who identifies as a female, my life is full of privilege. That's legit. There's no getting around it. And my life has not been all sunshine and rainbows. Both and, babe. (laughs) I don't mean that in the way that I'm denying my privilege at all. Just in like a human factual way. When we're in the tunnel of misery, it might be actually impossible to see any of this silver lining bullshit at all. But we can do the work after. It might hurt and it might make us feel uncomfortable. And it might be scary to take ownership of our life like that. But it's ultimately what will make our life better. It's where all of our power lives. And I can tell you what. It took me a long ass time to figure this out for myself. And so much work still to be done. Always. But... When we don't, we're handing our happiness and joy and potential to other people. And they have no business doing this work for us. They legit cannot. So I want you to actually think about something that's hard. Not the hardest thing in your life. That might be too much of a stretch at this point. You can practice into it. But something that felt hard and like a real challenge. There's some like super obvious things like exercise or choosing healthy food over pleasure food, saying no to the like pull of your device instead of writing your book or whatever. You can immediately see how these challenges make life better for you, right? How about learning new things, going to school or signing up for a course or things that really challenged and pushed you, you know, expanding your brain. What about having a baby and being a parent? Bloody hell, that's the hardest thing. And it never ends. But we love those little bugaboos like crazy, even when they're challenging the shit out of us. And we get to grow and learn and expand from that process. And from my own life, on a more serious note, growing up with like an unstable, narcissistic, alcoholic parent who was really hard on me was hard. And it was also extremely hard to find anything good from that process. But I can see how it actually made me good at what I do now as a coach. It gifted me with an ability to read and assess people's emotional states. It made me learn how to hold my own boundaries. That one's an ongoing process, absolutely. And it made me strong in a million tiny, compassionate ways. Anyway, that's a more challenging reach, obviously, and it's on like an ongoing lesson. It's an ongoing process. But do you see? Do you see how challenges make your life richer and make us as beings more complex and beautiful and strong? So many of us are avoiding doing hard things because we're afraid of the hard part. Me, like... I was that person forever and it's still a default, but I work super hard to change my thoughts on this stuff because I want to lean into challenges so I can start to squeeze everything I can out of them. Does that make sense? Because here's the thing. If we're constantly focusing on the shittiness of our challenges in life, that is the life we live. All right? Let me say that again. If we're only focusing on the shittiness that comes from our challenges, that is the life we're going to live inside of. One full of debilitating challenges that block us from our joy. One that feels heavy and like a small box that's running out of air. One that if we let it be the loudest part of who we are, will keep us living in an endless loop of being a victim. Ask me how I know. (laughs) and babe, I don't want that for you. I like, I don't want that for anyone. There's no power in that room and it's hard to breathe in there. We run out of oxygen. So actually, do you know what is a fun and empowering practice, especially for anyone with a complex and complicated past that's filled with challenges? Writing out your history as if you're the hero of the journey. I know it sounds basic, but it's badass actually. The hero's journey starts in the sort of known world with the call to action, which we try to avoid. But then something happens and we meet a guide or a mentor. We have this greater expansion in our mind. At which point we start on the journey to the unknown world and come up against all kinds of things. All the dang things, yo. That is the challenges. Death, pain, suffering, hurt, betrayal, pain, love, loss, trials, explorations, temptations. We think we go in the wrong direction and all of the challenges of life. To be clear, this hero's journey could still be about you when you were six years old, all right? At which point we learn something important and expand as a human. We grow, we feel the reward of that and all of its glory. And then we head back towards status quo to begin again. Now your life is full of these journeys, but often we view them as challenges that really just sucked and that sucked the life out of us and that made us a victim. And that just means we miss out on all the glory turns of the hero's journey. (laughs) So write a better truth. It's not denying any of the facts or the shitstorm or actual factual events. No, you can include all the facts. But it's to challenge your brain to find a more badass truth. It's removing the mind drama, all of the drama that we attach to the facts and challenging you to see what strengths you got out of that experience about what you've been through and what you've learned about yourself and how you've grown. If like me, there are perceived villains in your life, write what you learned about yourself from them. Write how they made you stronger. Extract all the power you can from that challenge, from that pain, from those struggles. Find what strengths and badassery you've been developing through all the things. And let whoever contributed to that shitstorm own their part of it. So you do not own it. You own you. That's it. This can be huge for things like growing up in a toxic home environment with a dynamic that crushes your beautiful spirit. For me, when I started to understand that my dad being a jerk wasn't actually my shit, but his, I felt an immense sense of freedom from all kinds of thoughts that weighed heavy on me. Okay. That might've been, I might've been going a bit sideways here, but honestly, This practice is something that I love and continue to do because I ain't through the woods yet, all right? (laughs) But I do feel like I've learned what paths to follow. And that's it. So when we're looking at two areas to focus on to increase our happiness and make our life feel more peaceful, fulfilled, and joyful and empowered, these are two good ones. The small things help ground us in the magic of daily life and feel the joy that comes from them. And understanding that hard things are hard and that's okay. They should be. Okay, those are are them. Life is hard and it's full of magic. Do you see what I mean? So in practice, this might look like journaling three tiny magic moments from your day and one hard thing that you're learning from with the knowing that you're learning something from it so it's not all-powerful the challenge isn't all-powerful you are all right sweet love (laughs) let me know what you think of today's episode what came up for you as i was explaining the hero's journey in context of your life can you see yourself as the hero i mean i think ultimately We all want to be a hero. And this is our opportunity to explore how we already are. (sighs) Good times. Thank you so much for being here. You truly are fantastic and a goddamn hero. All right? So get to work. Get to work seeing your potential in all the challenges and the beautiful, simple magic that dances through every single day of your life that you're just letting slip past like sand through your fingertips. You gotta hold on to that shit for a hot second, okay? Good, go get some. And if you'd like to learn more about working with me, find me at GwenJohnson.ca or join me on Instagram at GwenJohnsonOfficial. Be well, babe.